there is nothing quite as confusing uh, to my students and sometimes to me, honestly, as comma rules. Uh, where do we put these things? A lot of my students talk about putting commas where they pause, where they take a break in their speech. Or sometimes, you know, I had a student that said, I just kind of sprinkle them in randomly. Uh, but I want to give you three simple, clear rules that will solve probably about 90% of your comma issues. Uh, first, don't forget about the checklist. We're going to use the checklist a lot when identifying where to put commas. Pull that thing out and make use of it. And second, don't forget about what we just discussed about essential and non-essential phrases. Being able to identify essential and non-essential phrases is extremely important for comma placement rules. So here we go. Comma rule number one. Use a comma to separate an introductory word from a main clause. Great. So what does that mean? Let's take a look. Uh, here is our sample sentence. However, I hope to make it to the bank before it closes. First, we need to find our SVO. As long as this sentence is, it really boils down to hope is the verb, I uh, uh, is the subject, and make it is the object. It's a really long sentence, but it boils down to those three uh, components. Uh, but wait. What is this word? However, what what are you doing here? However, uh, seems a bit non-essential, right? Remember, non-essential is anything that isn't part of the SVO. Uh, let's see what happens when we take it out. Look, we took it out. Did it mess with the SVO? Not at all, right? Therefore, however, is an introductory word. So rule number one says separate introductory words from SVOs. So you need to drop a comma right after however. Right? Pretty straightforward. Let's look at rule number two. Rule number two says use a comma to separate a non-essential phrase from a main clause. This is a very similar idea to rule number one except instead of in the beginning the non-essential phrase is coming jammed right in the middle of the sentence. Let's look at this sentence. Dodge caravans, which are roomy family vehicles, have hatchback doors. First, we got to find our SVO. The verb here uh, is have. Right? Remember to look closely at, at, at the verbs. Uh, ask yourself who or what is having. And it's the car. It's the caravan. And what is being had the door. So we have our SVO kind of spread out in this sentence. Uh, but again, we've got this phrase jammed right in between our SVO. Uh, it's not really doing anything for our SVO. So what exactly are you doing here, phrase? If we take it out, does it mess with our SVO? Not at all. SVO doesn't change. Therefore, which are roomy family vehicles is non-essential. You know what? That's not to say that I don't want it in the sentence. It's nice. It gives us detail on the caravans, but it's non-essential to the SVO. Uh, and rule number two says if you have a non-essential phrase in the middle of a sentence, you need to separate it from the rest of the sentence with commas. So drop them in here. Uh, which are roomy family vehicles? It's almost as if you're saying it under your breath a little bit, and you're giving most of the energy to the SVO.
Okay, comma rule number three. Uh, use commas to combine two main clauses with a bit of help from fanboys. So let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, hang on, what are fanboys? Um, fanboys stand for for and nor but or yet so. It's just the easiest way to remember this unique group of words. These are words that help you make uh, slightly more complicated sentences. So let's take a look at, here's an example. Uh, the fans wanted more music, but the musician needed a break. If we sketch out our SVO, we find that we have sort of two full SVOs here, right? But they can't be just jammed together like this. Uh, we need a little bit more. And we have a but in the middle there, but we need a little bit more. All we need uh, along with that but is a comma to complete this rule. So rule number three says you can put two main clauses together using a comma, but you need a fanboy in there. All right, pretty straightforward. And you'll notice how long the sentence became. Now, there are a few other uses of commas like dates and addresses. Um, of course, when writing a list, commas go in between each word on that list. But I want to say one last thing on commas. Uh, and this is, you, you'll see different opinions on this, but I tend to agree with the Oxford comma. Uh, what that is, is when you're writing a list, insert an and before the last item on the list. But the Oxford comma says you still need a comma before the and. For me, this is a clarity issue. Um, so let's take a look here. The musician took a break, tuned his guitar, and returned to the stage. I would argue that you should put, and the Oxford comma says, that you should put a comma here after tuned his guitar and before and. Again, for me, it just makes it a lot more clear of a sentence if you have that comma in there. Um, but that is the... That is the Oxford comma. So let's move on uh, to one more piece of punctuation that is uh, very closely related to the comma, and it is my absolute favorite piece of punctuation, and it is the semicolon. So let's take a look at the semicolon in our next video.